Blog Talk Radio. This is Everything Home, the transformational show about life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness delivered by good people doing good business and good things. Let's take the word freedom. Wouldn't it be great to have more professional freedom, personal freedom, and how about financial freedom? Every week, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, interviews experts, entrepreneurs, professionals, and purpose-driven people to share their stories, their passions, and provide real-life, tangible takeaways. Get ready to be entertained, yet learn some incredible information. This is Everything Home, and this is Michelle Swinnick. It's noon in Mata Corruption County, Arizona, and time for your daily nooner with Michelle on the Everything Home Talk Radio Show. <laughs> Our TGIF fired up live studio audience has been set free by Governor Doug Dushy. Well, partially free. He still certified a fraudulent election and did nothing to investigate or require an audit. Halfway there. The mass requirements stupidly put in place by many cities and counties can no longer be enforced no more mass anarchy arizona free at last free at last thanks god almighty we are free at last put on your common sense caps everybody it's march madness maskless month 31 days over makeovers motivation and marketing and if your governor is still a mask hole it's time you rip off your dirty mask and take action today. Tell him you won't obey to the tyranny no more, no more. No more excuses and no more masks. It's we the people, not we the sheeple. Today's topic's on episode 189, Math Tutor, Animal Spirit, Children's Books, Mom, Connections, Faith, and God. Delivered by our partners of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace. They're good people. Doing good business and good things. We got five of them today. Mr. Don Sevick. The fastest math tutor on the planet, Joanne Helfert Sullum, Animal Connection and Communication, Gloria Haas, Positive Picture Storybooks for Children, Amelia Mora Mars, the number one community for moms who are healing themselves and raising children at the same time. Closing out the show today, closing out the week is Pastor Greg Young, our all-star partner and host of Chosen Generation Radio where no topic is off limits and everything is filtered through biblical glasses. Visit everythinghomeresourceplatform.com for more information on today's show. Guests, their websites, and everything you need to grow your business and enhance the quality of your life and make a difference. One location for all the information, the ultimate resource platform, bookmark it, make it your new homepage, start your day with everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Notice I didn't play the music. Just wanted to give you a heads up. I'm a target, right? Big target, big tech, one of the 11 bigs that we always talk about. So they got me. So they got me. I looked this morning and they corrupted the website. They think they're going to hold me back. They're going to keep me down. No, I am free. I'm free at last, everyone. No more mask and you're going to keep me down. So just bear with me. It looks a little funny right now. I will have it taken care of this afternoon. I'll have to call it No Daddy. Instead of Go Daddy, I call them No Daddy because they are no help. You spend hours on the phone and you keep calling over and over for them to fix the same problem, which they never Fixed. So that'll be taken care of this afternoon. Bear with me. Hold off on going to the website this afternoon until it gets restored. Everything Home Resource Platform.com. They've got us. They think I've got us. Hey! 
your censorship-free, safe space sanctuary speakeasy for Patriots. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. I'd like to be able to... Anyway. Okay. Um, Hang on. Uh, Sorry. Oh. We have somewhere, I I, I asked the staff to write it down for me, and they did, not for this, but for a a longer discussion. We have somewhere, uh, what are we doing? Don't worry, I watched the press conference, so you don't have to. It was full of lies, so don't waste your time on it. Just know that everything you hear from this regime in the D.C. swamp is a lie, and they're coming for your guns. They're legalizing the fraud of the 2020 election. They're raising your taxes. They're removing the filibuster. There is no border. Men can play in women's sports, and many other freedom-destroying, liberty-grabbing, constitution-violating bills are on their way. And remember the name of the bill. Just the opposite of what the bill is, is what's inside. Nothing good is going to come of anything that's coming out of that D.C. swamp. And yes, they did give Biden a picture book, so he knew who the reporters were. Number two, the theme this week is March Madness, Maskless, Month, Business, and Marketing Success. Our two all-star episodes, 186 and 188, were unbelievable. They were absolutely amazing, and they were filled with take-action items, solutions, strategies, resources, websites, advice, motivation, free consultation, so much more. I have about five pages of notes. You'll want to listen to them a few times. It's episode 186, 188. Make sure you have a pen and paper. I think I have time for one more breaking news item. Number three, we have to save the filibuster, and there's only two senators in the regressive socialist demon rat side who want to keep it. Anarchy's own, Kristen Cinema, and West Virginia's Joe Manson. So I want you to call them both today and every day. I'm going to give you the information real quick. Her phone number, 202-224-4521. Joe Manchin, 202-224-3954. Call them. Tell them that, and this is from my precinct committee man email, forcibly but politely demand they keep their word and stand against the tyranny of the majority and maintain the Senate filibuster with no changes. And remember, all the contact information for every elected elite in the entire United States of America, local, state, and federal, is located on our Take Action tab at everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Click the Politician Contact Info page. Or if you're here in Anarchy, Arizona, put a special Arizona section, and you can click Arizona Elected Officials Contact Info page. Let's get on with the show. Today's topics on Episode 189, Math Tutor, Animal Spirit, Children, Books, Mom Connections, Faith, and God. March 26, day 375 of 15 days to slow the spread. Yes, that's correct. Day 375 of 15 days to slow the spread. How'd that work out for you? Uh-huh. it's so time to rip off your dirty mask. They don't work. They actually make you sick people and are a symbolism of control and tyranny. Reclaim your freedoms. Go back to normal. Take action and reopen America 100%. Freedom. Now it's time to meet the partners of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network. Today's topics on episode 189, Math Tutor, Animal Spirit, Children's Books, Mom Connections, Faith in God. First up is Mr. Don Sebek. He's the founder of Math Celebrity, the fastest math tutor on the planet. Round of applause. 
on. It's been a while. How are you? I feel good. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited. Well, wonderful. We missed you last month. I know you had some things that came up. Did you have anything exciting and new in the world of the math tutor, the fastest math tutor on the planet Earth? Well, traffic keeps growing. People keep joining the site from 230 countries, and we we continue to help people finish their math faster, easier, and help mom and dad free up time so they can handle their busy schedules. So it's been an exciting start to the year, and I, I hope it keeps going. Well, the, long, the more they keep these kids at home, right? It sounds like some of this, some of them are just starting to leak out and go back into in-school sessions in person. But in, anybody that's home, you need this as a tool. Hands down, you need this if you're home. I mean, you also need it. it everyone that has children, or if you are a student, or if you're even, I think you guys even go past into the high, the high school and college levels, you need this as a tool. It'll just make your life easier. And especially if you're trying to teach the kids at home. And and then um, Don, you want to let everybody know that there it, it, it's it's free, right? So there's no there's no excuse why they don't have this as a tool in their arsenal. Yeah. So if you're a parent out there listening, this is an automated online math tutor. It's totally free, and it works just like a Google for math. So you log on to the website, you type your math problem or search term in the search box, you press the button, and in a split second we will show you the step-by-step work, how to solve the problem. So you don't have to schedule homework sessions. You don't have to worry about if weather is a problem and you can't go drive and see a tutor. You can get your math homework done in 10 minutes while you sit in your pajamas in the comfort of your own home. I mean, not, why? Why would not everyone use this? It's just uh, There's no reason. There's absolutely no reason because it saves time. It makes it easier. And here's one of the things that we've talked about before on the show, and I, I, I want people to think about this. The way that teachers explain, especially math, can be confusing for students. And it could be that the student and the teacher are just on two different planes. And that was my experience with the FOIL method when I was learning algebra in eighth grade. And then when somebody else had explained it a different way, the light bulb went on and I was like, I can't believe the way she's explaining it because she's doing a poor job of it. So just because they're a teacher, right? They've been doing it for years. It doesn't matter because you're a politician doesn't mean you're any good. I don't consider them leaders anyway. Segue, side note. Um, it's sometimes it, it, you end up, well, it's not sometimes, it's pretty much all the time. You're going to be able to look at getting math explained to you or shown to you in a different light than whatever the teacher is that maybe is, is causing the challenges with the student where now the student can learn better, faster, quicker, and it changes the way that they're learning in other subjects. Right, Don? Yeah, that's an excellent point. If you look in, and I believe it's the Oxford Journal, there's a fascinating study about how learning is physiology-based. So what that means is you could have one student in math and you throw them under two different teachers. One teacher, they may barely squeak by with a D grade or a passing grade and come home in tears with a headache wondering what's going on in their life and why they have to worry about math. And the second teacher, when they're done, they get an A plus, they come home with a beaming smile on their face and they can't wait to go back and take another homework test or or a quiz or, or an assignment. So what's the difference here? It's physiology. It starts with physiology. How does the teacher make you feel? How does the environment inspire you to learn? I mean, the, the, the question I get most from both students and parents is, Don, 
when am I ever going to use algebra in the real world? And that's a fantastic oh. question that schools don't cover, right? And, and the answer I give them is if you take the root of the word algebra, it's an old Arabic word, which is algebra, which means the reunion of broken parts. And the answer I give to the question is in, in life, when you go to school, when you get a job, when you enter a new relationship, what is the one common thread that goes throughout all those things? And the answer is problem solving. No matter what role you're going to take, no matter who you deal with, the real benefit of math is not, is not the equations. It's not the ridiculous standardized testing they have in schools. The real benefit is the problem solving. And so that's what we're getting at here is the teachers need to understand or, or, or whoever's teaching the kid is it's not just about the material. It's, it's how you make them feel about learning it. What's the end goal? It's how is this going to help me in, in my life? Yeah, that's a brilliant explanation. Um, I didn't know that that was the meaning of algebra. Algebra is my, was my favorite because you, you do the one side, you do the other. And it makes the whole thing makes so much sense, and you actually come up with a solution. You see, you're problem solving, which is what you do every single day in your own life. So it goes so much further than math. And if children, students, and even parents were, be- were better at math, I think the world would be a better place. It would spin a little smoother, don't you think, if everyone really just understood math, like, you know, even balancing checkbooks? Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at Georgetown University, just had a report come out on their site that says STEM majors are going to earn on average $35,000 more for salary. And over the course of a lifetime, it's on average $65,000 or more. So there are obviously financial benefits. But again, it goes back to problem solving. I, I was just speaking in a school last year, and some of the students asked me, Don, you know, what what's the benefit of learning math? And I said, well, do you guys, you guys play the Xbox? Do you like video games? And they all threw their hand up and they were going crazy. Yeah, you know, I play this game, I play this game. I said, did you know the people that designed that game are using vector math for the Xbox to function? And so immediately the class stopped. I mean, you could, you could literally feel a drop in the barometric pressure because now they're all paying attention. They're realizing, okay, if I learn this math and maybe one day I can make Xbox games, and then you tell them the salary that some of the game programmers are making, their jaws drop. And, again, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get strictly into financial, but that's a huge benefit to learn math. It's, it's incentive. I mean, obviously, what, where we are in society, when kids hear that, it gives them a, uh, you know, it gives them inspiration to maybe uh, pay attention, attend class, put a little – put a little more effort into doing their homework and especially tackling some of these subjects that seem to be considered so difficult and taboo like science and math. And it's really not once you understand it, but then again, you need to have somebody explain it. It needs to be explained the right way. And especially however that child learns where it's uh, it becomes more clear and much easier, which is what we've discussed, which is what your tutor tutoring program does math celebrity. So Don, give the website so people can make their life easier. And everybody, everybody listening needs this. Even the adults who don't, uh, who don't have kids, you might want to throw some math problems up there and see if you remember how to do anything. Sure. It's mathcelebrity.com. It's spelled just like it sounds. M-A-T-H celebrity.com. And all of uh, Don's information, the website, the link is in this episode, every episode that he's done, so you can easily find it. And again, there's a, it's a free service. If there's some upgrades, if you want, you don't necessarily, uh, you know, just to get started, go in there and sign up for the free 
service to get started and then see what else it is that you need. But it's an incredible, incredible resource. So thanks for coming on, Don. It was nice to hear your voice and the let's go fix the world one math problem at a time. <laughs> thanks for having me. You're welcome. Have a great weekend. You too. Oh, this is really an incredible, incredible uh, resource that Don has. It uh, makes everybody's life easier, especially the parents. I can only imagine when these parents had to start pulling out these math books going, you got to be kidding me. I hated math in school. I certainly won't want to do it now. All right, it's 12 to 16. I'm going to run a tight ship today, or at least I'm going to try my hardest. Let's see. I got some other breaking news. We're going to roll it out real quick. All right, we've got some local events this weekend. Don't forget, we've got, uh, let's see, we've we've got uh, Fitz Kohler, our fitness expert from Florida, is going to be out at Lake Havasu or, uh, doing the announcing for the Lake Havasu Marathon. And uh, Jason Bressler is going to be out doing the, uh, there's the little puppy in the studio. Jason Bressler is going to be out at the, uh, the Florida Corps doing the pet adoption on Saturday for the Phoenix Metro Chamber Foundation. And both of those events are listed on our Take Action tab, the Reopen America resource tab. Just look for the live events. And there's an Arizona section also, and they're under those. Easy to find. Just start with the tabs at everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. But wait till later today because the tech people, the big techs hate me and they've corrupted, but I will prevail. Now also become a precinct committee man. Become a precinct committee and get, your local, and your, get involved in your local your local politics, it's not politics anymore, it's life. I'm going to come up with a name of what politics has now become because it has infiltrated and infested every aspect of your life that everyone needs to be involved in some capacity or even if it's just paying attention. But if you're interested in becoming a precinct committee on here in Maricorruption County, it is so easy. Go to the Take Action tab. You'll see the drop-downs there for the Become a Precinct Committee Man in Arizona. Mayor of Corruption County and everywhere in the entire country. We're working with Dan Schultz at the Precinct Project blog to get the information out and get more bodies signed up. That's how we fix the problems and we take back our country from the people up because the up down isn't working. And don't forget Clay Clark's event is um, Clay Clark's event is uh, out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. All the headliners are going to be there. It is the Health and Freedom Conference to Reopen America, April 16th and 17th. That live event information is on the website, too. Clay Clark will be kicking off next week's personal and business consulting all-star show on Tuesday. If you want to listen to the episode that I did with him back in September, episode 126. It's interesting. All this information now is coming out about the Wuhan virus and the coronavirus and the masks and where it all came from. We actually talked about that in detail on the show we did with him in September on episode 126. So catch that one out. And the information for the event, we will be there. I will be there. I will be behind the scenes, and I will be doing a live show. I'm going to drag all those cool people on the show so you'll be able to hear a live broadcast. Plus, it's being broadcasted on tons and tons of platforms. We'll talk about that more later. I want to bring on my next guest. My next guest is Joanna Helfert. She's an artist, or shall I say, Joanne Helfert Sullum. As I said, everybody's got 45 names. I'm the only one that seems to have only two. Hmm. <laughs> one of these kids is not like the other. Uh, oh, that's what happens when you work all the time. You don't go get married. I, uh, she's an artist and author of Evolution of a Wild Heart Audience. Give her a big round of applause. 
Hey, Joanne. How's it going? Hey. Good. How are you? I am good. I am good. And the last time we talked, I said I was supposed to get outside more because I needed yes. to find a different animal spirit animal because I was only seeing, uh, or you know, the rabbits that would come to the front of the office here and, you know, view uh-huh. me. And, and uh, I haven't. I have not done that. I have fallen off that wagon, got run over by that wheel. So um, I don't. I don't have an updated animal because I I, uh, I only I see bird the birds eh, I'm not I'm not into the bird thing, so the only thing I, within in the but there's two now, there are two rabbits. Does that mean anything? Because they're playing, um, they're they're very frisky in the front yard and it's it's, uh, it's a little X-rated well, yesterday. Yeah, it was a little X-rated. <laughs> it was a little X-rated yesterday where I was like, right. wow. And it, it's amazing how uh, when one is trying to get away from the other, but then still trying to make it look like they're not. I don't think I've ever seen a, a, a rabbit go about three and a half, four feet vertical in the air. It was crazy. <laughs> I was like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, I know. I know. That's pretty hard to get, oh. I guess. Oh, all right. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's my update. Be sitting. You're going to have. By uh, June or July, you're going to have a half a dozen of them sitting out the, by your window waiting for you to come outside. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and the little ones, they're so cute. You just want to grab them and be like, oh, look at the little bunny. Look at the little bunny. <laughs> oh. So yeah. what are we going to do today? What are we going to do today with the animals? Well, um, speaking of rabbits, I'm a, you know, I'm a licensed wildlife rehabilitator, and that's one of the biggest calls I get every spring is the rabbits nest they have very shallow nests in the grass and they get dug up by uh, excuse me <clears throat> dogs and cats and uh, lawnmowers so you know it'd be Ooh. nice if people would just be a little bit more aware that now everybody's going to be nesting and just be careful with your house critters you know your dogs and your cats and even your uh, lawnmower out there you know just maybe just walk the, the land before you start mowing and see if you see any nest around and then just mow around it. But what I'd like to talk about today is gardening because it's spring and yeah. your house plants. Do you have any house plants? Uh, I have one, two, three. I have three. Three. That's great. That's great because they're really great for, um, if you have them, especially around your desk where you're working, they help, they've been proven to help in concentration. Uh, particularly oh, certain that's a good plants. Idea. They're yeah, in the other yeah, room. They, they're 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 in the yeah. other room. They really should be in here. If I'm spending all my time in here, shouldn't they be in here? <laughs> they be exactly, in the studio. That's kind of stupid. Yes. Okay, I I took my common sense cap off there, and I need to put it back on. Put the plants where you can see them, Michelle. I'm taking those notes. Put plants where you right. can see and them. They, yeah, they help with concentration, and also they clean the air. Um, some of the best plants to do that is. Uh, ficus tree, spider plants, rubber plants, Boston fern, which I always have trouble growing uh, for some reason. I don't know why. They always, I think I spritz them a zillion times a day. And then bamboo, uh, which is, of course, is uh, a money plant, too. So that's a good one to have on your desk. Um, yeah, I have the money tree. Income. Yeah, it's interesting. The money tree. The, the, the money tree has an attitude of its own, and it goes through phases. It's very... It's, <laughs> Kind of, it's kind of freaky right now. It's it's going through a phase that we're not on the same page with. We're we're not in agreement. So it's um it's quite an itch. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Well, how about how about this? There, the it's, the money trees 
I don't know how they normally come. Mine has three stocks, right? Three stocks. Mm-hmm. And one of them just stopped growing kind of just, but it's still alive. So, but it's not sprouting. But the one in the middle was interesting because, and I don't know if this is symbolic because you're, you're into gardening and plants. Maybe, you know, that's why I'm oh, throwing yeah. this out there. So it, at the bottom, towards the bottom, it looks like a, it, it, there's a sprout coming out of a place where this, there's never been a sprout before. And I've had this money tree for like 13 years. I think it's been that long, something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And it, there's a whole sprout, which is like for the full on uh, leaves and stuff are coming from a different area. And I'm like, is that symbolic that there's uh, that's a new stream of revenue? Is that what that means? Does that mean that there's going to be mm. a new endeavor? Because it's it's in a spot that's never had any growth before, like just went on its own, went bam, I'm gonna grow over here, or I'm making something. Wow, yeah. Is that, is that yeah, how that you works? Can make it up, but it sounds good. Yeah, it sounds cool, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's matching the horoscope. All right, we're good. The horoscope matches the plant. See, it's all, it goes back. It's all on how do you want to interpret it? How do you want to interpret something? So you can you can take it in, in a negative direction or take it in a positive direction. And whether it's true or not, if that's what you're thinking, then that's what your your frequency is, right? And that's what you're attracting. And then all of a sudden you're in that right mode. So then even if it wasn't, it, now look at all the good things that are coming your way, right? So it's kind of like you just, yes. I kind of tricked myself, but I did it in a good way. If you believe it, it's true. Right. And plants are also very sensitive to, there's been a lot of studies done on this, even with trees outside and uh, flowers. And I did this experiment with uh, some kids that I had, is even negative thoughts, negative energy around a plant will cause the plant to die. Positive thoughts, positive energy, sending out love to a plant will have it grow. This is how we are so deeply connected to each other. So uh, one last thing is what what uh, month were you born in? It was January, January 8th. January. So you are a Capricorn. So bamboo is your uh, zodiac sign plant, actually. Oh. Yeah. And that. let's see. And then you have a flower, too, I'm going to tell you. Uh, let's see. What is it? Capricorn is pansies. Call me a pansy, Joanne. Is that what it is? saying? <laughs> <laughs> Plant some pansies outside for the little uh, <laughs> rabbit. That's one, that's one thing I've never been called as a pansy. It's usually just the opposite. Sometimes it starts with an A, ends with an E, starts with an M, and the second word is an F. But you ever never a pansy? All right, I'll, I'll take pansy. It's a lot. It's a lot more pleasant than what I'm usually called. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, that's your flower for your zodiac sign and your plant for your zodiac sign. All right, perfect. So hopefully you can get outside. And one one quick tip for people yeah. who are gardening um, to keep the natural pests away, and this also keeps the deer away too, is garlic. Everybody hates garlic. And it's uh, cheap enough that you could sprinkle around some in your garden or even plant it. To just get the powder kind, um, unless you were going to plant it and just sprinkle it, sprinkle yeah, it like, you know, yeah, stuff you have I in the cabinet. Cloves. Yeah, the cloves. I okay. take fresh garlic and just crush it and put it around. And I raise a lot of deer. And so they were a little test. Um, I had one of my deers, uh, I bought $100 worth of flowers. She ate $100 worth of flowers. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. like, I hate this deer. <laughs> I learned the hard way, but then I discovered oh. she hates garlic. She hates garlic. 
So, and that deer spray really works too. If you don't want to go out and buy uh, garlic, you just have to reapply it uh, after the rain. But you know, just be careful this time of year. Do any cutting you're going to do down now. Get the garden started and uh, talk to your house plants. You can name them. I love naming my plants. I have a big tree named Mabel, and I talk to her every day. So. That's it. Yeah, and if uh, anybody's interested in the book or anything else I'm doing, they can go to my website, joannesalom.com, and check out, because I'm going to be posting some of this stuff, too. Yeah, you should. This is good information. It takes you away from the yeah. normal the normal junk and the crap and all that. This is a, a nice little relief, like, a, you know, I'm going to move my plants after this after the show today. So, see, something simple like that. And then when I see the plant, I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to remember the episode, then I'm going to start laughing, because I'm... And I will get a pansy, I will get a pansy plant this weekend. I will put it in here and then I will look at it. When I look at it every time, I will start laughing. So see, look, you created joy. (laughs) I didn't even mean to, because that will make me laugh. All right, Joanne, thank you so much. I look forward to next month and maybe we'll have an update on what's going outside with the, uh, the two love, the the two love bunnies that are fornicating (laughs) in my front yard. (laughs) In an X-rated manner, so yikes! Um, thanks okay. for coming on, Joe. We'll right. talk to you next month. Yeah. Okay. Right, thanks. thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. All right, we are twelve twenty-nine. Uh, let's see. I just want to let everybody know that if you're interested in becoming a partner, uh, we'd love to have you part of the community. It is a like-minded place where I want to provide trustworthy information, interesting guests, people that you can trust. Simple. You just got to be a good person. You got to be doing good business. You got to be doing good things. You go to the website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. You can go to the Partners and Patriots tab. There's a graphic on there. You can go to the homepage. There's a graphic on there. It says schedule your seven-minute second segment, seven-minute segment. I think it's even on the contact pages throughout the whole website. And then um, join the community. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have – we need more, more like peeps. We need everybody that's on the same page because the more people that come together, the more that we're, we all realize that we all are in this together, the more that we're helping each other, networking each other, working together, supporting one another. It'll make the world go around much smoother, much smoother. And you can trust everybody, trust everybody, especially so a lot of these people I've actually built some substantial relationships with. So they are really some, some spectacular individuals. Um, Oh, one other thing, our new marketing partner, our new marketing partner for the platform is Women's Leadership Live, Debbie Sariano. She was one of our all-star partners yesterday. She had an incredible segment. I'm telling you, the segments that were yesterday and Tuesday for the all-stars for business and, and marketing success, if you listen to those episodes and you apply anything between those two episodes and your business doesn't go to the next level, you've got to do a serious check on what you're doing with your business because... It, the, the content was just absolutely incredible. I mean, real actionable items and solutions and sources, not just like a, a, hypo, a, a hypothesis or a, a, you know, a philosopher's theory. I don't know. I mean, di, di, we, went, di, we went dig. We digged. We dug deep. There we go. We dug deep. So Women's Leadership Live is now one of our new marketing partners for the entire platform. We're going to do some great events. We're going to do some some, I think we're going to work on some special segments. So it's going to be some really, really exciting, exciting things coming up with those guys. So let's bring on our next guest. Our next guest is Gloria Haas. She's here in Arizona. She is a best-selling author of picture storybooks for children. And you know how we love to make sure that the children are getting the right messages. 
Uh, and they entertain, the books entertain the children and teach them how to lead a positive life and how to do that in a positive way. Audience, give her a round of applause. <laughs> You know, every time I see the name Gloria, that song jumps in my head, Gloria. Gloria, Gloria, you think you got your number, Gloria. Are you there? Laura Branigan, she made that very famous. Oh, look at you. Awesome, awesome. Way to take the baton to the next level. Good girl. I'm liking you already. Where are you, down in Tucson? You up north? Where are you? I'm down in Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona. We are up here in Corruption County, Arizona. And uh, you saw, we got no more masks in Arizona. How about that, Gloria? Well, I'm still going to wear mine because oh. uh, um, I have uh, immune system that likes to break down and catch everything. And when I wear a mask, I don't get sick. All right. I'll let you go with that. I mean, we're each, each to each his own opinions. Um Listen to episode 185 when you get a chance. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself because you're a new partner. And then what, what, let's talk about the books. Well, I'm a best-selling author over a nonfiction book. And I've written over 21 books total. And I live with my little dog who had um, dental cleaning yesterday, who for the first time is reacting from the anesthesia. But she will make it. I will make it. We will get through this. <laughs> What's, what's wrong with the dog? Is it just like a little loopy? Like does it look tired or gets like sick, kind of sick? Sick, kind of sick. She's reacting oh. to the anesthesia, which she's never done before. So hopefully by Monday, she'll be dancing on the ceiling like she did before and popping down the hallway and just being her normal self. Then it's, then it's all good. It's all good. So um, best-selling author, with the uh, which book is that 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 seems to be the most successful where people reacted to the most that they they really support navigating life with multiple personality disorders oh so are the books geared towards something where there's an, an issue or they're just uh or is it diver- a diverse selection of different topics well i mean all of my books yeah, I mean, are, are, um, do you focus on just something where there's a, a an issue, like you're saying with multiple? Did you say multiple personalities? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay, so that you know that's not a, that's not a typical book, right? Especially for a children's book. So, do you focus? Right. Is your niche is your niche into addressing certain issues, or is it just whatever topic you feel is that um, that might be a need where maybe one is about a boy and a dog? Well, it's about a need. Like in my current book, it's about stay safe when you go shopping. And then it's a little bit educational, what they can learn about fabric and yarn. And, um, you know, uh, that fabric, you know, that yarn comes in different colors. And Annie talks about what her favorite color is. And also about both a fabric and describes that and shows the cutting table and, and the process and it's it's a fun, engaging book, mostly. It's asking children, what's your favorite color? Do you like looking out a window? You know, does it snow? Where you, you know, got the climate where they are. Engaging the child to think more. And also, once they start thinking more 
And it's like when you go shopping, don't run off. Stay with the person who brought you. Right. So what do you think it is that really connects with the children to make one book more successful than another? Is it the pictures? Is it something with a specific way the message is written? Because there's a lot of children's books that, you know, these kids have been reading for years and they just love the stories of the characters. But what is it that really connects with the child? Is it, is, do you have an idea or they have they scientifically figured out something that really makes it where the child, you catch the child's interest? I don't, I think because each child is different and whatever interest you can catch of, of theirs, it will be, you know, for that moment. And some children like books that I, you know, who liked Barney? I didn't. I like Lamb Chop. But, you know, and there are tons of people who loved Barney who didn't like Lamb Chop. So I guess it all depends on the character, their personality. My book is not illustrated. It's actually photographed taken of Annie doing different things. So it's in a different format. It's, I believe it's more connecting with the child on a more realistic level than, you know, a purple painted dinosaur, which some children relate to. Yeah, I just kind of, I guess it just depends on, on the child and the likes and, you know, there isn't one blanket answer or one group. I mean, you know, I'm not sure not everybody is a big fan of Sesame Street. And some of these kids go like crazy as soon as it comes on the TV or they see a character. You just, you know. So, um, so any real quick, any advice to an author uh, that you could give that's interested in doing uh, the category of children's books? I got about a minute left. Well, just remember you're running a marathon and not a sprint that your first book might not be a hit, but your second one might be. And it takes a, uh, have them publish the beginning of the year and spend the whole year on marketing that one book. Don't do two a year but because holidays are the worst time to get a book, um, get attention because you're vying with what people normally do around the holidays, like Christmas shopping and Halloween, they're really not going to be into that unless your book is here just for Halloween and then have that come out like the end of September, beginning of October. Just keep going forward, no matter how small the steps may seem to you. Yeah, that's good advice. That's good advice. So, Gloria, give your website and um, then and share one last plug if you got anything for anybody. And then uh, I got to bump to the next guest. Well, I have Linktree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Annie and Gloria, A-N-N-I-E and Gloria. Perfect. And then everybody, just so you remember that Gloria's website is directly connected to this episode. So if you just click on her name or the name next to it, you will get to her website. So you can't say you couldn't find her. So Gloria, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, onward and upward, my dear. Just keep on going, like you said. I will. Thanks for having me, Michelle. Hey, you're welcome. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks. You're welcome. All right, I'm sticking in a little quick, quick breaking news, breaking news for anyone that was not listening yesterday. We are doing amazing on the numbers, amazing on the numbers. And I just want to thank everyone who's been listening and supporting and sharing with their friends so we can get the messages out from 
the people that you need to know about. Let's see here. Where are my numbers? We were at 283,000 live listeners on one platform last week, which is the Global Enlightenment Radio Network. So thanks, Big D, for all your support and replaying the shows and getting that out there. And then the last five shows we did, this was as of Wednesday, the last five shows, there were 472,000 downloads just on iHeartRadio. Yeah, so something's going on. Something's going on. So please, I encourage everybody, please share with your friends. Get this message out there. There's so many experts, so many partners and professionals, nonprofits, eh, and great people that are, that are really purpose-driven. We want to get their information out there. I want to help everybody. I want to help everybody to grow their business, enhance the quality of their lives, make a difference. If you want to rate and review and subscribe, that would be amazing. We're being censored by Apple. We're censored a lot on the social media platforms, but still uh, follow and like us anyway. If you go to the top of every page, you'll see a big graphic to click on the podcast player of your choice. It'll take you right to the show. You can rate and review the show. There's a big graphic for that. And there's a graphic for all the links. And that'll get you more links than you can imagine. Make sure that you uh, comment and share our posts on social media. And as I get the social media support staff in line, we'll be sharing your information too because we're here to support you and what you do. And um, make sure you follow us on Rumble. We put all the videos on Rumble, YouTube. YouTube strikes. It's like, what's the point? And make sure you join our newsletter so you never miss any information that's not going to be being popped up in the social media feeds. So you can always join the newsletter too. Um, all right, let's bring on our next guest. Our next guest is a new partner. Our next guest is a new partner. It's Amelia Mora Mars. Mora Mars. She's a transformational strategist and founder of Mom Connections, the number one community for moms who are healing themselves and raising children at the same time. Audience, give her a round of applause. Amelia, how are you? Welcome. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm so proud of your success. Thank you for having me. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's just, you know, just, I don't know where it's coming from. I'm just going to go with the flow. I'm just going to give, I'm going to give everybody more great quality content and hopefully it gets out there. It finds a way. It's like water. It'll find a way. I noticed you're there in you what, go. Parker, Westlake Village. You're, you're not, where are you? I'm in Westlake Village um, in Southern California. Yes. Okay. I went to Pepperdine. And um, I have oh, friends there that, you go. yeah, I have yeah. friends that live in 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 Westlake Village right now. Quite a, a couple of them. Um, one of my friends oh, is a wow. principal okay. principal, yeah. principal of a school there. I can't remember the name of the school. Well, you're, how old are your kids? They're grown, right? My kids, yes, um, thirty. I have ten children, thirty to fifteen. Six daughters and four sons. Did you just say you have ten kids? I do. Because <laughs> I'm taking notes and I'm like, I just wrote 10 and I'm like, wait, you better check with her. I think she'd say 10. Oh my goodness. Yes. I had, um, yeah, the six daughters and four sons. I had um, 10 kids in 15 years. So like those wow. bunnies that you talked about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> All right. And the, and the youngest one is how old then? 15. Oh, so there's one that's still at home. Okay. Went at home. Yeah, yeah I, I don't remember what school my friend works at, but she's, it's right there in Westlake Village. I mean, there's, it's an elementary school. She's the principal. Gotcha. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're connected. We're already, we've already got a connection. So tell us a little bit about there you, and then let's talk about your platform, the number one community for mom. Yes. So I um, am a psychotherapist. 
and I also coach the moms who, um, what I noticed in my practice is so many women, when we would talk through their issues, um, the, the common theme was that there, a lot of them were raised by emotionally unavailable mothers. So they struggled with things like boundaries and making decisions and feeling confident and competent to raise their daughters and some of them feeling like helicopter moms or feeling avoidant and having struggles being loving with their words or affectionate. And so I wanted to, to grow that because you could only see so many people in therapy, right? Mm-hmm. There's a person mm-hmm. across from me and I really wanted to make it bigger and coaching allows me to do that to serve more women who struggle with this because it was also my story. My mom is one of 12 children. My parents are from Costa Rica. And just, you know, it's that generational cycle. It's her mom. You know, her mom was um, at the age of 17. Uh, she'd wanted to be a nun, and she'd wanted to serve God in her community. And her father told her, no, you're getting married to a man who's twice your age. So my mom was raised by a woman oh. who never wanted to be married and never wanted to have children. And that is just so sad. She actually gave birth to 18 children. And oh, my goodness. At various ages. Yeah. So it's just a really rough life. Um, you know. That was your mom. Something she didn't want to do. That was my grandmother. Oh, your grandmother. raised my mom. Oh. Yeah. Gotcha. So then my mom was number nine of 12. And um, she was, you know, a lot like her mom, just a volatile temper. And we grew up to be very afraid of her. And my role became protecting my siblings from her. And so that was my personal story. So when I went to school, I wanted to study attachment um, theory and the specialization and see that, you know, knowing it wasn't just me, that there's a lot of women. And sure enough, in my practice, there's just a lot of women. And then I see teenage girls and college girls. I already see the traits in them that they're already struggling. So that's why I chose to make it my focus. Yeah, that's, that's so fascinating that, that that when you, you could track back, you can and it it is it's consistent, right? And because you, you're finding it with, and I was going to ask you that before you threw these stories at me, which supports my question that I was going to have. Even though it's not about the moms, it's it's, it's about your particular clients. I wanted to ask if, if all the different clients that you're having and the moms that you're talking to were there. Was there a pattern or was there a certain stereotype of their mom that then now resulted in how they were raised or reacted or how, how who they've become? Was there I mean, a direct, almost like you can carve out an avatar or pretty close to it or maybe a few and say, look how consistent this is. Did you, did you have, any, have you noticed that? Yeah, I have noticed that. Yes, if if you were raised by a mom who was emotionally unavailable, and it could have been because she had a mental illness. It could have been because she had substance abuse issues. It could be because she had a physical illness. Or there was another child in the home that demanded so much attention. Or she was so busy with her significant other, maybe he was violent, and so she was, you know, taking care of him to protect the children. So different reasons why women can't be there. Maybe they're a single mom and they would want to be, but just you know, just can't be there. But it's just this sense where these children in a lot of ways are raising themselves because they can't turn to that mom. Maybe she's too needy. Maybe she relies on the child to to help her manage her own emotions. 
So these children grow up having to figure out ways, just like I did. I was very resourceful. I knew my mom's triggers was noise and a messy house. And so she napped a lot to manage her depression. So with my siblings, you know, being a, a young kid, I thought, okay, okay, you know, Cindy, you clean the bathrooms. I'll clean the kitchen. Marcella, you do this. I turned on the music. I gave us a timer to, to make it fun. But here I'm a kid, you know, and so that's what happens yeah. is kids become little adults trying to manage these big emotions on their own. And so they grow up overwhelmed and exhausted well, and serving how, others. How about this? How about this? So I, I in, in not so many words, the generations of the past, like my parents' generation, their parents' generation, very different upbringing than what I have. I'm 48, right? I'm, I'm a Gen X, right? Gen X. So very different. I mean, completely different. Uh, the whole society was different. They didn't even have information. They, nobody talked about anything, especially in a, in a, you know, a strict Catholic household. You couldn't even cut paper on Sunday. So, I mean, there's no communication. And, and then, you know, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of, you know, whatever issues. So I, we all get that. But now it's different, Okay. Me, if I was mom or people in my generation, they, I don't want to say they don't have excuses, but there's information out there. There is people like you. There is a lot of free stuff. It's the, everything is talked about now. Everything is over talked and over shared where it gets to the point where you're like, all right, it's a little too much getting, you know, finding myself and all that. So are you finding that this is happening with people that are moms? that are my age and younger when they really, I mean, to me, it just sounds so selfish that you, what you just said that they they don't, the kids don't have anyone to turn to and they are, they're having to be on their own and do all this at this, at this point in time, 20, 30 years ago, I can, I get it a little different, but now it's almost like how, how dare the mom be that selfish? So do you want to comment on that without, uh, and I'm not sure. quite sure, but I mean, it, it made me mad when you said that. I'm like, how dare that mom do that to that kid? Mm. And for me, I really feel sad. I feel like um, a lot of women, they're struggling with their own stuff and not to make excuses. Because what I say to women is, you know, every woman, every mother stands on the bridge between the past and the future. And only she can do the change in the present. But they need the courage. They need to face their, their past. And that for me, I was terrified. I was afraid of bringing it up, that it would overwhelm me. So there's a sadness I feel. But now if a woman's going to stay there, right, there's, there's that responsibility that we have. It's a privilege and a responsibility for us to be the bridge and to be the change and to break the generational cycles. So for me, I start from a point of compassion and help them. And that's kind of, that's really where we start is from that point of compassion that, okay, that's the life you had. Sure, you brought with yourself a lot of sadness and trauma and hurt and anxiety and, you know, all the things that have happened to you, but we can't stay there. And I refuse to let you stay there. I refuse for women to be alone and to do this on their own because we need each other. We were hurt in relationships. We need to heal in relationships. And that's why... This was born, you know, this, another thing that I birthed, you know, was for the love of these women and to not let them stay there and definitely to not allow their children to suffer in the ways that they did, nor their future generation. Yeah. And even if they don't want to, 
they don't have the the drive or the the ambition or, or the motivation to do it for themselves. Do it for your kids. So, the same as anybody's listen, you, that's not <laughs> it's not fair to the kids. You know, the moms. <clears throat> Whenever I talk about moms on the show, I get emotional. Okay, so <laughs> so you yeah. realize this is normal for me because my mom's no longer. Yeah. Here. So. Whenever that comes, I mean, I do usually pretty good, but anyway. Um, well, I love Amelia, I love your vulnerability. <laughs> yes, no, no, I just yeah, tell moms that that you know I want moms to know that you are the most important and influential and impactful woman in your child's life, and take that stand right. and use that position to love your children, to show them leadership, and to create a family life that's completely different than you had. Just do the work. Take action. Great advice. Great advice. Amelia, you are a breath of fresh air, a pleasure. I'm, you're such a welcome addition to this platform. Um, I don't know if I could do a special segment with you because I feel too emotional, <laughs> but I, I would oh, love for I'm you to hug yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe after we need a little therapy session, that'll, that'll, that'll stop the hell out of some of your, uh, your moms out there that are, you know, you're not being grateful for what they still have. Anyway, yeah. why don't you uh, make sure you come on for next month, and um, let's talk about doing a special segment because I don't want these moms to uh, deprive their children of what they, they yeah. deserve. It's not fair. It's not fair. I mean, I'm, I'm on the kid's side, That's not right. the mom's side. So anyway, mm-hmm. but we got to push those moms over the edge, then we'll do it. Um, give your website information, and, and if you've got something to plug, like an event that's coming up, please do that. Oh, man, I okay, I am on Linktree <laughs> at AmeliaMarmars.com. No, sorry, say that again. I'm on Linktree at AmeliaMarmars. Perfect, perfect. Um, and then, of course, her her information is linked to this show, so you just click through, and it goes to her website. Um, so you, you can't say you can't find her and you can't become a good mom. Ha, there. No excuse, mom. No excuse. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Thank you, Amelia, for coming on. You're definitely thank you, Michelle. Jump on. Thank you. Thank, yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for the waterworks today, my dear. I'm sorry. Everybody, <laughs> it happens almost on every show. I've been doing good for the past uh, week, but it's all right. It's all right. It's all good. Well, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for coming on, and we'll talk to you next month. All righty. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right, thanks. Have a great weekend. Oh, well, you know, you guys, I couldn't make it for a week without some sort of stirring up of the waterworks that I did pretty good all week. See, we were talking business. We were talking success. And uh, you get into this other these other topics, and it just happens. It just happens. All right, we've got to bring on my next guest, Pastor Greg Young. He's got a busy schedule. He doesn't have time to wait around. He's a big radio show star. He doesn't have time for waiting around in my queue while I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I cry on the air. He's the host of Generation or Generation. All right, hang on. Give me give me a second here, guys. Uh, all right, we're good. We're good. We're going to be talking faith and God and love of country and love of God. We're going to bring this right back around. We're going to bring it right back around. Pastor Greg Young, he's the host of Chosen Generation Radio, where no topic is off limits and everything is filtered through biblical glasses. Audience, one of our all-star partners, he was amazing last week on episode 183. Pastor Greg. Thank you, Michelle. It's a joy to be. You know what? I'm going to tell you right now. I cry on my show. 
So, we care. Yeah. You know, we care. And, and, and when you do this and you really care, you, you put yourself out there. And, uh, and, you know, I, I was sharing this morning, I, I, I have had times, you know, in the past, I'm in my wheelchair now and I don't get out as much yet. I will, but not yet. But at any rate, um, I'd be in the grocery store and somebody, you know, somebody would see me and they'd wave and, and they'd say, Hey, uh, so, you know, how's your daughter or how's this or whatever. And I'd be like, I'd look at him again. I'd be like, thinking to myself, do I know you? And then I'd realize <laughs> that, 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 I, that I talked about it on my radio show. So, right, oh, yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> you know, I, you yeah. know, I mean, you can't because, look, I, man, I pray for the people that listen to my show. I, I don't know. Probably, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's two or three of the five that listen that I know. But, um, you know, I, but I, no, seriously, I, I don't know a lot of the people that listen to my program but I'm praying for them. You know, I don't know uh, personally really closely, you know, the 47 or 4,800 people that I have friends on Facebook, but I pray for my Facebook friends. Um, And I think it's a good segue into what you were just talking about, you know, with, uh, you know, you, 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 you know, somebody who's, having a struggle, whether it's, you know, a mom struggle or a dad struggle, fatherlessness in our culture today is a huge issue. Oh my gosh. You know, it's a huge issue. That's a major problem. I mean, especially in the African American community, it's like 70% are fatherless. And that's, that's part of the cycle. I mean, that was di- that was by design, though. And, you know, we can go into that on another yes. show. But that was just by design by the government back in, I think it was the 60s, they started that. So that was actually planned. You know, like, and it, you and I talk about this on, on my show. And I know that you do because yeah. you, you intertwine politics with also uh, religion and common sense. And, um, <laughs> you know, all of this stuff is planned. Like, yeah. you're like, well, how could that how could this happen? No, no, no. There's like the, it, it's like in a book, guys. Yeah. It's like it's oh. a manual. This was actually yeah. all engineered. So don't think that just even you know what's going on the border was a mistake. No, no, no. Part of the plan. Part of the plan. But anyway, go ahead. I thought I well, and and no, well, I was just saying. So you know, yeah, no, I love it. it. You know, our country now has more children born to single moms than to a married couple. That's the new percentages. I think it's 59% of all children, all children, red, brown, yellow, black, and white, all children are born to a single mom. Um, You know, and, and, you know, we talk about the issue of abortion and I am, I am a staunch pro-life believer, but I know what, even pro-life people who talk about, well, what would happen, you know, if there's no abortion there, there, we, we have no, we don't have the moral code in our country at this point 
because we teach children starting in fourth grade to have all kinds of sex. We expect them to have sex by the time they're 11 or 12 years old. Is that young now? Is it that bad? Oh, that's the message. That's the message. It's anticipable. They're, 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 you know, they're, they're attracted to one another. So they're, so they're going to have sex. And now that they've introduced, you know, the homosexuality thing and, and, and now transgenderism and and, and so on. Um, well, but, but you wouldn't have, here's the thing we've got to understand though. So many conservatives were silent. Libertarians were, hey, everybody gets to do what they want to do. Everybody was silent as the homosexual agenda kept growing. And they were very, very effective in if you spoke against it, you were a homophobe. And so lots of labels, lots of names, lots of, you know, hate, 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 if you said anything, okay? The problem is, is that as soon as it was legalized, they immediately put it into school instruction. So now you've got kids being, being told, fourth graders are being told, you should consider boys, you should consider having sex with other boys. And girls, you should consider having... That's not, that's just not, see, but see, that's what they do. That's what this crazy yeah. socialist, regressive, demon rats, uh, and, you know, uh, some, you know, I always say it's all of them, all of the uh, politicals, the bigs, all, all of them against us. But this is different. This, when they take these, these, these uh, topics or these agendas and they really, they amp them up where they're putting this indoctrination into the school systems that America is bad, that we're all racist, that we're the whole country is systemically racist. And then they're saying, you know what, just because you like to play in the dirt, little girl, maybe you really are a boy. So you consider that. Uh, no, that's not, no, that, that doesn't even make any sense. Like kids are kids. So if a, if a little boy has a, uh, like my brother, when he had a little doll, which was, I think, my doll. I didn't even like to play with dolls. I was outside acting like a tomboy. And he would just take this little shopping cart that we had, a little plastic Fisher-Price one, and he would put the doll in it, and he would go from from yard to yard, just back and forth. Had nothing to do with the doll. He wouldn't like dolls. But so if nowadays, if they did that, they would probably have a counseling session and say, you know what, um, since, you, since you like to play with dolls, meanwhile, the doll was just something to put in the in the bin in the bin it wasn't because he touched you didn't dress the doll up wasn't playing with the hair and putting in the clips they would they would then want to <laughs> want to change that to make the child change his that sexual likes, preference yeah because they want the child to think that he yeah. likes to play with dolls no it probably was the only thing that w- was closest to him that he grabbed and put in thing and then all of a sudden it just became a habit because children probably you know it's probably something with kids where they just use the same thing because they used it yesterday why would hey, they touch something new I, See what I mean? I grew up with Raggedy Andy. I grew up with Raggedy Andy. Well, Raggedy Andy was Raggedy Andy was my buddy. But that's not allowed now. Okay, you can't have you can't have a dog. My buddy. No. 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 Well, you you can, but then but then they're going to try to make you something else. They're going to try to. 
that's create, the, that's the yeah, problem. Just what you that's said, create that narrative. You betcha. That's, that's, you that's bet. the problem. Absolutely. They're creating the narrative. They're ruining yep. it. They're, they're indoctrinating. They're pushing things on that are, do not need to be in the lives of children. Whether the kid is gay or let's just say the kid ends up being gay because he really was gay. Okay, let's just say that. You, you, you let the kid just be the kid. You don't need to have all this other crap in, in their little worlds when they're just trying to, like, you know, figure out not to eat the pencil. You know what I mean? And that's the problem. They know this is a vulnerable demographic, it's, and this is what they could do. If we catch them early, then we can create all this, and we can make this change, and then we can get them all the way through college. And that's the part where people need to tune in as to truth as to what's really going on, because it has nothing to do with transvestite gay or straight or whatever it's it's being able to manipulate and control and get people to do what you want and and transform them their brain or you know their parts into what you want as the as the agenda you want to comment on that well and and i know that that has to do with the morality issue michelle Uh, a lot of that has to do with the right well but but that's that's the whole point and, and, and really, you know, that's where God's word talks about in Romans 1, you know, when man decides that he's going to, you know, cast off God and not recognize him as the creator, then God is going to say, okay, I'm going to step back out of the picture, and then you'll see what that's like. And that is giving yourself over to the most debased. And here's the thing that I want to say, too, about the issue of addressing homosexuality as, as, as one of the examples. We're, we're talking about what God calls sin, but God doesn't call it sin because God is some kind of a killjoy. God calls it sin because the ultimate effect of it is the same as the effect of cancer. It will kill you. It will kill you, okay? Homosexuality and, and, and multiple partners and all of those things are going to lead to a form of death, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, it, they all are going to lead to these things. You are more vulnerable to sicknesses and illnesses and your immune system is broken down. And there are so many different things about it. Look, we all have sin issues that we're born with because we're born with a sin nature. And what we don't preach in churches anymore is crucified with Christ. The old man is put on that cross and he's supposed to die so that Christ can give us a new person on the other side. Old things passed away, all things new. That's the set free. Not dragging that corpse around anymore, Michelle. Not not carrying those burdens and that sickness and that ache and that pain and all of those things, not carrying them anymore. The other side of the cross is the freedom. And we don't address sin as the bad thing. Sin is turned into the cool thing. And it was the Christians over here 
that are the stuffy guys. I'm going to tell you, having been serving God now for, goodness gracious, 45 years. Wow. I, 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 have, I have literally, truthfully lived out every single one of my greatest fantasies and dreams. I've been in a movie. I've been on the radio. I've, I've sung songs. I've owned a Christian record label. I've owned multiple multi-million dollar businesses. I have five kids. I have three grandkids. I've traveled around the world. And I wasn't born wealthy. I wasn't born with a silver spoon. I come from a broken household. My mom and dad got divorced when I was a teenager. I was suicidal at the age of 13. Yeah, but look how you turned but, out. But, but, but look, look but at all the, look because, what you just said. Look at the list. Look at the list, guys. It, yep. It's because of God. That's, it's, that's the only reason that all of those adventures happened in my life is because God opened up these remarkable doors and I said to him all along the way, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I still get up every morning and I say the same thing, the accident that I've been through. And folks, if, you've, if you have not read this story and you're going through some stuff, I encourage you to read my story and what God's done for me. Go to the GoFundMe page. Go to my website, PastorChosenGenerationRadio.com. Read about the accident that I went through, diving from the passenger seat to the driver's seat to save my daughter's life, dying four times, six weeks on life support, not knowing whether I was going to live or die, three trips to heaven, Three months in the hospital, Michelle. Oh my gosh, how I'm long ago was it? Still sitting in a wheelchair today. This was three years. They, oh, I, I, I have, I have, this is recent. I have, just three years ago. Just three years ago. This happened just three wow. years ago. I was I given no three to six months to live back in 2004. Well, you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be doing some sort of God's work, and I think you are. It keeps it keeps <laughs> keeps stringing you along. You're like all of a sudden you think you're ready to go. The evil is trying to get rid of you, and then God goes, "No, no, we're not done yet. You still got still got stuff to do, buddy. So get back to work. Chop, chop." Amen. That's it. Um, well, yeah. How much time do you have? Because I know you're busy, and it's one eleven. I'm 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 good. I, I okay. I purposely worked diligently to get all my work done so that I would be at your disposal. Oh, I love you. I love you. But you also know it's Friday, and we also we like to have a little fun on Fridays, and then we also, um, it's the end of the week. We had a pretty hardcore business and marketing week. Uh, amazing, amazing all-stars. And then, of course, you, your show last Thursday, episode 183 for our Community Awareness Action and Faith. That was pretty powerful stuff. 
pretty powerful stuff. And did you, you know, I'll, I'll share something with you. Um, just on our one platform that we're on, the Global Enlightenment Radio Network, your show had 171, uh-huh. over 171,000 live listeners just on one network. That was your show, PG. Wow. You did great. Wow. Yeah, you got, you're pulling the numbers. Yes, you guys pulled the numbers on that show. I mean, it's not like your station, wow. but I'm doing what I can. You know, it's baby steps. You got to get the word hey. out. You got to get people. You got to get the gas. It takes time. It takes time. Yes. Yes, it, it does. Time. No question. It takes time. Yes, All right. Ma'am. So um, no. I didn't want to bring this up again. So how can I help? It's, it's hanging out there. All right, how can I question. help? Since <laughs> okay. you were talking about All right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here we go. You know, I'm going to ask my kinder. I'm going to go in kindergarten questions because all, you know, this is all <laughs> this level of, of, of uh, the word of God and things like that are always new to me. So I'm a kindergarten, kindergarten question kind of kid. Um, since we were talking about the homosexual thing, I just, I just feel like I've got to put this out there because I don't want to leave it hanging. Let's ask. Um, Let's ask. I, you know, I don't, I don't care if people, if boys like boys and girls like girls. I don't care about that. That to me doesn't matter. And I, I just have, I just, I don't, if they're, if they're good people, they're doing good things and they're, and you know, they're, they're in a relationship together as if they were just a man and a female and being, you know, let's just, I don't want to say normal, but a traditional relationship. I just can't imagine that God would think that that would be categorized as a sin. If they are loving, they love each other, even if they had kids and they were just doing good things on the planet. So I just never quite understood how I get that the, the man and woman, they're supposed to actually be together to procreate, right? That's really the whole purpose of a husband and wife is to create more people and humans, right? That's why they made the man look the way the man does. And then the woman nice and pretty and smells good. And the man's out there, you know, bringing home the, bringing home the, 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 the animals and bring, you know, being the warrior and the protector and the woman does all the other stuff, you know, typical scenario, as you, you know, obviously things have changed. It's 2021. I get that. Um, but and, and I just can't imagine that he would hate those people are called them sinners when they're really just they're they're good people that just happen to like somebody who was like them. Comment on that. But that's just one thing I can't get my sure. arms around. All right. So so let's let's talk about the subject of good for a minute. Okay. And and let's understand what God's concept is of good. Because his concept of good is the only one that matters. We, we don't get to decide good. Nor can anything that we do be good enough. It doesn't measure up. We can work and do all kinds of good works all our whole life. But the problem is, is that we were born with this sin nature. So we will tell a white lie. We may take something that doesn't belong to us. There are things that we will do along the course of our life that will, if, if it's all read back, will be wrong. 
there'll be a breach. We could look at the Ten Commandments. You know, did we make God first and foremost in our lives? And is that evidenced in everything we did? Did we ever covet someone else's something? Did we always honor our mother and our father? You can go right down. You can go just just that small list. And And the issue has to do with good. And the reality is Jesus Christ was necessary. His death on the cross, is, and that's what we're getting ready to talk about this whole week, right? Palm mm-hmm. Sunday, the victorious ride into Jerusalem, which led to him being arrested in the garden, the Last Supper before that, and him saying to Pilate, when Pilate says, I have the power to either put you on the cross and kill you or give you your freedom. And Jesus says, Pilate, you don't get it. You don't have power to do anything over me. I am volunteering to go to the cross. And, and Paul writes that, that Christ went to the cross with joy, knowing what it would accomplish, which is reuniting us with him and with his father. Jesus's death on the cross was an absolute necessity because we have a warped sense of good. Because we tried to build the Tower of Babel and it didn't work out. Because we tried to follow all the laws and rules and regulations and guess what? Nobody ever did. And we still don't today. So we can insert homosexuality into the equation and we can say, well, you know, they were, they were, they're good people and they do all these good little things or they can be heterosexuals and they can still be good people and they can be good in their community and all these things. And they can get all these awards every month. But if they haven't accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and savior, if they haven't submitted themselves to God's rules and ask forgiveness for the things that they're doing or that they did that don't meet his standards, they made the choice to reject God. God's not rejecting them. He says in Revelation 3.20, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and sup with him. Whether it's alcoholism or adultery or homosexuality, they all make the list of the things that Scripture says do not get you into heaven. 
And so as a, as a pastor, as a Christian, as a lover of people, I don't ever want to tell somebody something contrary to what's in the word of God and then tell them that that's going to be okay and they're not going to suffer for it for eternity. Hmm. It's more loving to me to say, you know what? This is what God says. I don't make the rules. I don't decide who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. It's clearly written in the book. And the only pathway to God is through acceptance of the death, resurrection, and ascension and the asking of forgiveness. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins before him, he's just and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I have helped a number of people who were caught up in homosexuality who came and we met and they said, help me. And I prayed with them and I walked them through truth. And then God, God, by his spirit, set them free. Just like I've walked alcoholics through and drug addicts through and liars and adulterers and all different kinds of people. I put their hand in the hand of God and God does the work just like he did with me. And I'm not perfect, but I'm perfected through Christ not through Greg. I can keep putting freshwater wells in India and feeding poor people over there and leading them and seeing their communities changed and all those wonderful good things. But every single one of those good things, all of them, don't save me. Hmm. Only my faith in Jesus Christ. Only my recognition that he and he alone is the one whose righteousness covers me. And those acts that I do, those good works that I do, are done by faith in response to a God that loves me. You know, it's it's um it's a shame that they always separated, you know, they say we never you never want to talk politics and religion with people. Never want to talk politics and religion. And as I keep reiterating, this this past year has shown they've worked really hard at intertwining politics, religion and everything else in our lives that it's just a part of us, right? More people need to get involved, more people need to be aware, more people need to be awoke and well, actually, they have to be awake, not awoke. And we don't like the word woke. Woke is bad. Awake is good. They have to be more yes. in uh, in in connection with God and restoring their faith and becoming closer and building a relationship with them. But yet, you know, all of those false authorities that we've allowed to hijack 
society have now uh, you know, told us, don't talk about religion. Don't talk about politics. Well, it, it, that party's over. Ship has sailed. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's uh, having conversations like this. I mean, I hate to say this. I went to Catholic school for two, well, three years. I was so young. I didn't, I don't remember. But I, went to, I did the CCD thing so I can get the confirmation. And I don't remember anything mm-hmm. that you just said or really anything that you talk about ever discussed in the CCD classes. Not like none of it. I mean, the the gist of the story of Jesus, yeah, meaning, you know, the big thing was always the Passover, right, and Easter. But I don't – all this other stuff, we never talked about that or history of it or even, you know, the whys so that you had an understanding where it wasn't just stories. There was actually the meaning behind it so then you could intertwine the purpose in addition to the stories so the stories would all – you know, they, they'd all connect and make sense because you don't – I mean, you can listen to stories all day long, but if you don't understand the why, you don't understand the purpose, which like you're talking sure. about, you know, you just said, God, do, you, do I know the Ten Commandments? I've seen them, right? I couldn't rattle them off right now like you can. I mean, and then you said, you know, what's God's rules? I don't know what his rules are. I, you know, I just try to do good things out there where I'm not, do, you know, hurting other people or, or being <laughs> evil. You know what I mean? But I don't know, like all these other specific stuff. I don't know. I have, I have no idea. I'm, no one's ever told me. No one's ever showed me. I don't know. And I know that I'm not alone. There's probably, uh, I don't know, 100 million people, 150, 200 million people that are feeling the same way that I just, I, I'm, you know, I got my, I got my American Patriots Bible and I'm going to start checking that out this weekend. I'm just really behind because there's only so many hours in a day. Um, but real quick, because mm. I've got to finish this by around one thirty ish because then we uh, oh, the, we end the live feed, which I, I need to adjust that. But anyway, um, since you mentioned oh, Passover, yeah. well, since you mentioned uh, Palm Sunday and uh, Easter, yes. Um, yes. You know, Passover starts the 27th. It ends the 4th. Palm Sunday is this Sunday. Where is this, where is the, the, the chapters, the verses in the Bible that start that part of the story? Because that's what I'm going to start to read. I'm going to jump to that section since it's current events. Where, where where is that? Like mm-hmm. I have no idea even where to look. Um, the uh, isn't that horrible? Like I have no idea. Place. So no, is it does it lay right. it out like that's a story? Right. Like if I start, if let's just say I start in, well, just pretend it's John something. So if I start in John something, am I going to get the full week story, or I got to jump around? So it's can you tell that I've really never read? like a chapter in a Bible, I'm just pulling out little yeah. verses that people tell me to go. And I, I, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm, no, no, I'm no, fine no. with making, yeah. making an arse out of myself on the show in order for other people to feel comfortable enough to get these, to get these answers too. Cause I know I'm not alone. I, I know I'm not the only person that is, that has these questions. And if you can answer them for me, then look how many people we just solved the problem for too. Amen. No, I would say Matthew chapter 21 um, would historically be, I mean, that would be a good place uh, to begin. Um, and and it will pretty much take you right through from point A to point B. Um, the Gospels are where, are where we find, you know, you could start. And then a, another place to start would be Luke chapter 22 
Yeah, um, I'm looking at the looking at the book right now. I'm looking at the good book. Where's the Gospels? Which ones are the? See, these are really bad questions. Matthew, you're good. Matthew's you're good, gospel. Michelle. God bless you. You're all good. Matthew, Mark, mm-hmm. Luke, and John. Oh, Those four. are the four okay. books the of the four headliners. Those are the four headliners. Yep, Matthew, Mark, okay. Luke, and John, and and. To understand those books as well, I would I would strongly recommend to your audience that that they get uh, a book called The Challenge of Jesus. Uh, if if you're if you're you know if you love to read good stuff, I would tell them to get The Challenge of Jesus, and. Um, it hey, hold that thought uh, one second, uh, PG. Hold that thought one second. I just want to let the live audience know that I didn't switch the show to two hours instead of an hour and a half. So the live audience, we're going to lose you here at 1.30, but you can always catch the replay at the website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, because the full show is always on the replay or your favorite podcast player. So I'm going to fix that for next week. So I apologize to the live listeners. We're going to lose you here shortly. Go ahead, PG. Sorry about that. I just want to let them know. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. And God bless all of you and a blessed Palm Sunday. Um, So it's The Challenge of Jesus by N.T. Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. The Challenge of Jesus by N.T. Wright. And I'll tell you, hang on, I got an alarm going up. I got to kill. I'll tell you what's so significant about that book is that it explains the Gospels through the eyes of a first-century Jewish person. See, the Gospels were written to the Jews, not to us Gentiles. So there's a lot of deeply seated meaning in the things that Jesus said and nuanced meaning that you wouldn't, that you won't get unless you understand it from a first century Jewish perspective. Because they understood, well, number one, we got to remember that Jesus was Jewish. Right. Right. Very, very Jewish went to temple every weekend, you know, I mean, read that, you know, he was up in there as, as a rabbi reading the Torah. I mean, he was, he was very, and so his actions were, were that way as well. What he did, how he did it. And it, and it was, it was very symbolic to the first century Jew and 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 his his activities to those that were really paying attention confirmed that he was Messiah that he was who he claimed to be not just because of the miracles but because of how he conducted himself how he taught what he said uh there's there's reference in in the in the gospels where it says that uh that he when he read that he spoke as one 
speaking from authority that he that he read in a way that was entirely different from the way that anybody else read these scrolls that he read them almost like he wrote them like they were his well he did and they were because he's god <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, whoa, mind blown. Hello. <laughs> whoa, guys. Whoa. Yeah. It whoa. was like God in the flesh showed up at your church and started preaching on Sunday. Hello. <laughs> God, this guy's really it might good. Sound He's really just good. A, yeah, it might sound just a little different. Like, wow, I love that. This guy, this guy really owns this stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a pro. He's not the amateur off the street. This guy's been doing this for a while. No. All right. No. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Um, so anything that people should do special for this coming week, if, if they don't have some traditions that they normally do or something that they should be aware of to participate just a little bit? Um, you know, I, I mean, I think one of, one of the neat things would be maybe to, to, to start on Sunday with, you know, um, reading out of, uh, out of Matthew 21 or, or, you know, reading out of Luke and, uh, and, and getting the, uh, you know, starting to get the story down, yeah, um, Luke chapter 22, um, you know, and, and understand, you know, that Jesus, when he arrives in Jerusalem, sees so many of those that were following him were convinced that at a certain point he was going to ride into Jerusalem and they were going to overthrow the Romans and he was going to reestablish Jerusalem as the capital and Israel as, as a national power. Sounds familiar, doesn't it, to uh, some, some guy we know that starts with a T and ends with a P, doesn't it? Sound a little familiar there, PG? Seems well, sure, <laughs> yep. Some, some, a little some, too, some of that. Sounds a little close to home. Yeah. Sounds a little too close to home, that's true. Yeah, some of that. But, <sighs> but that wasn't, you know, that wasn't Jesus' purpose. Right. He was supposed to be because crucified. Right? Had to lay his to life down. Had to lay his life down because there had to be a once and for all perfect sacrifice to wash away the sins of the world. Had to. You know, when you said that earlier, when, and you got you got to go, what, like two minutes, three minutes, and we'll wrap it up. You heard the alarm go off. Uh, I just wanted to say that when you said that he, I don't ever, again, I, I'm not going to remember it from a class. I'm not going to remember it from reading it. So I'm going to have to rely on a movie, right? So unfortunately, there's an interpretation <laughs> there, right? I, that's most of my history yeah. has come from watching a, one of the movies about uh, Jesus, right? There's been a whole bunch. And I wanted to ask you which one you'd like the best. But when you said that he told, who was, who was the guy? Not, it's not Pontius Pilate. Where was the pilot? Him and the other one, I get confused. Yeah. yeah. Pilate, well, no, Pilate? When, when he told Pontius Pilate. Yeah, okay, Pontius Pilate. Pilate. Yes. He said... He said, yeah. "No, I vol- like I volunteer. I'm I want to do that. I don't ever remember that being part of the storyline that I heard or paid attention. 
I didn't realize that. I mean, I knew that he knew this is something I had to do, but I didn't know that he told the guy that. And then for me, that changes everything because when I watch the story, and especially when he's taking the cross through the town and they're throwing stuff at him and he's bloody and it's like that. And I'm like, how could these people do that to somebody when the guy, I mean, I can understand this guy was like, you know, totally killed people or shot people or rapists and whatever. And like, yeah, then you could see it a little bit. Like, you know, you give him a little bit of torture on his way out, but that's not the case. He only, he only makes, he only created miracles. He made blind people see. He took, you know, a loaf of bread and then fit and like one fish and then the whole town can eat, like, you know, for the rest of their lives. So, I mean, he was only doing amazing things. And that part of the, whenever I saw that part of the movie or heard that part of the stride, we get so angry. I was like, how could these people do that? And then I would feel so bad. And like, I would feel, I, I, and there was like a little, like, not me personally, guilt, but that, that was the part where I'm like, oh my God, these people are just like crazy and they're animals. And now that I know that he actually said, no, I know what's going to happen. I have to do this. Um, it makes me feel a little bit better about his, all his his experience doing that because he already knew he already expected it and he was prepared for it. So he knew these people were going to do this. So I, I think it'll be a little bit easier right. for me to watch that knowing that he was, he was all right with it. He's like, and it didn't matter because he knew what the end result was going to be. And I have a feeling, I mean, there's probably no way to verify it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I have a feeling he, that there wasn't a lot of human himself pain. That, there probably yeah. wasn't a lot of human pain. There probably yeah. was, not like if that happened to you or me, he probably didn't feel the because he didn't need to experience the pain, right? But so I'm thinking God probably said, you know what, you're not going to feel this the way that if it was just a regular guy because you're not a regular guy. Because I that's just that's why I felt so bad for him. Like how could these people do this? To you know what I mean? So now that 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 changes my outlook a little bit where he really had the upper hand where it wasn't. I don't know how I'm not, I don't, I'm not doing a poor job explaining this. No, no, you're right. Like he's, no, you're right. He's more he, in control where he, it was like, no, dude, I'm doing this. Yeah. This is the way it's going down. And I know it's going to get ugly and it's going to be yep. bad, but it's, it's not going to yep. hurt me. I'm not going to feel this and it doesn't matter. So you can go ahead and do your little, your little dog and pony show. I'll go along with it. And everybody on my team, the real hardcore ones, they already know what's, what's, what's going on. So they're cool with it too. Whatever you do what you want, buddy. So that's kind of in, in 2021 terms. So people can put it in a little yeah. bit of like perspective. I feel better about that now for what that's worth for anyone. Now understand that he, but understand, yeah, but understand he did feel it. He felt the pain. Oh, he did. He felt oh. the hurt. Oh yeah, he did. But, but listen, but he knew the purpose of it and he felt it for us. Everything he suffered, he suffered for us. Stripes so that we might be healed. The, the, the crown of thorns upon his head representing man's attempt to try to usurp God and, 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 the, and the pain of all of that, the, the lashes, the beatings, uh, the, the broken body. All of those things. Do you know that in actuality there was a surgeon who did a, a study on the crucifixion? And when they punctured Jesus in the side with the spear, they, mm-hmm. they actually went through the rib cage and they punctured the pericarditis, which is the sac around the heart. And that's where all the blood and water came from, 
was the sack around the heart. What's interesting to understand about Jesus's death is, is that the, because of the inability to rise up and breathe, because they, they, they broke his leg, they, 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 they fixed him so that he couldn't push up anymore. Okay. So you can't, mm-hmm. you can't make that push. So because, because of all of that, his heart literally filled up with fluid around in the, in the lining of it, and that crushed his heart. And that's what oh. physically killed him. So he literally, literally, physically died of a broken heart. Well, that's pretty symbolic. That's um, yeah, but yeah, he was th- exactly. like but it, he lasted a long time though. So, I mean, three days. I mean, if it was you or me, it wouldn't take that long to uh, to end the no, 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 time. He didn't, no, it didn't take three days to die. No, three hours. He died within oh, three, three hours. Died. Oh, three hours of he, when he they were in the tower. dead. He was dead in the grave for three days. Three days. Oh, this is horrible that I don't know. He this. was. He. He was. He was dead in the grave for three days. I remember that, three days. Right, I knew that. And and the word says that during that three days, he descended down into Abraham's bosom, preached his, his own message of salvation and resurrection, and rescued the captives so that all those that we read about in the Old Testament Samson and Abraham and Noah and all of them that had previously died, who were, the word of God tells us, in Abraham's bosom, waiting in this holding place. When Jesus showed up, they had the opportunity to accept that he was the Messiah and be led to heaven. And so that was what happened in those three days. Okay. But he was, he was only on the cross for three hours. Yeah, he was only on the cross for about three God, hours. longer than that. Okay. God, I have so much to learn. This is insane. Um, but, yeah. And he that, says that, in, 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 in Matthew twenty six fifty three. But Jesus said, put your sword in its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? How then could the scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen thus? So that was the point at which he said, I know what's going to happen, and it has to happen, and I'm allowing it to happen. And then in 1910, Pilate says, are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and power to release you? And Jesus answered, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. And he didn't like that. That's when I think it went sideways. No, he did. Well, from that oh, point Pilate on, was he was like, whoa. Oh, no, Pilate was like, I don't want anything to do with, with putting this <laughs> guy. This guy's not guilty. 
This is an innocent man. I, I am watching, and he did. He, he literally, symbolically, he had a, a bowl of water, and he washed his hands and said, his blood is not on me. I am washing my hands of this. You want him crucified? You're calling it. You're the ones making the decision. You're calling for his crucifixion, so it's all on you, not on me. Is that where one... Because Pilate... Go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, because Pilate's wife did have a dream, and in the dream... Oh, yeah, the dream. The spirit, uh, yeah, the angel came, and, and she went to him and said, you have got, whatever you do, don't be the one that puts this guy on the cross. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just giving you a heads up there. Don't guys. be the, yeah, don't, don't be the one. Yeah, you don't want so, that. So the people did it. Mel Gibson's, yeah, yeah, Mel Gibson's passion does an incredible job with the crucifixion and 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 what really Jesus went through the scourging and and all of it. It, it it's really an incredible it's so well done. It really is. Theologically it's well done and and from a and from a sheer production perspective it's just so very well done. So that's the homework assignment for everybody who needs to start with entertainment and visual, who can't open the Bible for chapter 21, Matthew 21, and Luke chapter 22. You could start with the movie. I am going to get it and watch it this weekend. You know, it's funny. It was uh, 2004 or five when I had my real radio show like you do. You know, like we go down to the studio and you, somebody does all the boards and work for you. <laughs> you yeah. pay him a bunch of money a month to like, you know, go on the radio where you, it's honestly in the car. Um, we did a, <laughs> a, a special, yeah, and a, the good old days, right? Uh, we did a special episode, uh, Passion of the Christ. We had somebody that was connected to the movie. I don't remember who it was. And they came on and we, we did a deep dive for a whole hour on the Passion of the Christ movie. And uh, don't remember a thing about it, but I will pull out that radio show because I have all the, that's back in the day when they used to give you the, the show on a CD, remember? They used to hand you the CD yeah. and say, here's a copy of your show. And you said, wow. Yeah, they, yeah. I don't think they, they don't do that now. Um, but uh, I will pull that out this weekend. And, and depending on what's on it, <laughs> what's on it, uh, I might share. With <laughs> yeah, I, don't know what, I don't know what comes out of my mouth or how it sounds, but it's a long time ago. And I actually don't even know how I'm going to get the CD to the – Recording. I don't. Uh, I don't know how they do that anymore, but we'll figure it out. But um, I'm encouraging everybody to at least watch the movie and then read those chapters, uh, and then we'll we'll continue with the the next time you're on. But yeah, this is. Um, I'm not alone in my my kindergarten questions, so I appreciate your patience, oh. PG. PG. Thanks. And for anyone who's not figuring that out, that's Pastor Greg, PG. Call him PG for short. There you go. I like or it. Or I could say PGY, like instead of PYT, pretty young thing, you're PGY. Like <laughs> you're the notorious PGY. Notorious PG. That's it. Yeah. You know, what up, PGY? Um, all right. What I'll up? let you go. <laughs> you're funny, too. You're funny, too. 
Um, anything else that you want to share? Uh, you got any guests you want to plug that are coming up or anything about the uh, uh, the work that you're doing? So uh, what do you want? Anything, any, anything you want to throw out there? Yeah. Uh, so Monday on the program, uh, Joy Villa is going to be with me. Oh, I love her. Uh, I love know, her. The, I want to get her on the show. Yeah, put, put, yeah. Tell her that she... The Trump, the Trump dress? I'll, yeah, I'll connect yeah, you. Yeah. I'll connect Can you all. Can you please do that? I definitely... I will connect you all. Yeah, I, I don't... Well, I, here, listen to this. This is from her, this is from her song. Look. That's <laughs> <laughs> her song. <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe I should She's not play great. that while she comes on. Oh, no, no. I cut and pasted it from different parts of her song, and I put it together. So I use that all the time. So I'm probably... I'll probably leave that part nice. off when she comes on. Yes, totally stolen. Totally stolen. Uh, but I was like, okay, I've wanted her to come on for a while. So, yeah, if you could make that connection, that's awesome. What, what time? When can people tune in? I will. So she'll be on at 1030 a.m. Eastern. My show's on 10 a.m. to noon Eastern, Monday through Friday, uh, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Texas time, uh, which is uh, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And uh, you can uh, find a place to listen at the website, ChosenGenerationRadio.com, ChosenGenerationRadio.com. And my other guests on Monday will be Rick Manning from Americans for Limited Government, Robert Curry. Uh, Robert Curry is on the board of directors for Claremont Institute. And uh, we're going to be talking about unlocking the power of the forgotten America. Uh, going into American history and and what history in America really is, the real American history. Uh, and then uh, James Person uh, is going to be with me, and uh, we're going to talk about how they're trying to take us down a path to one to a one world religion. Uh, you know, the globalists, the one world order, they want a one world religion as well. And uh, and Christianity is not it, right? They don't need that. No, no, they're evil. They're evil. It's pure, it's pure devil and Satan. It's horrible. I mean, and you can see it in their actions yeah. and what comes out of their mouth. And a quick plug about Mr. Rick Manning. Uh, I interviewed him on episode 127 and 129 with Star Parker. So if anyone wants to listen to uh, two great episodes. 127 and 129. And yet we'll have to do, Pastor Greg, we'll have to do like a full-on podcast recording, one-on-one, where we go through. um, That way I can do the blog and and, and we can do a recorded version. But um, we'll do it maybe sometime in April when we have more time. But I really like the live sessions with you, though, because then I can ask my silly questions and you can let everybody know that Michelle has no no clue about God or religion. And, and, I, and I'm and I'm totally on the spot, flying without a net. I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm out here without a net. It's okay, no worries. Did he really say that? We've got him now. <laughs> okay. All right, we're we're good. Knock it up, put it in the fire. We got him. Oh, yeah, yeah. None of this is scripted. Well, none of this I, is edited. Yeah. None of it is even planned. I mean, the title of your segment is Faith in God, and then whatever comes out happens. So. It, that's just yep. I like it that way. I like it that way because no, it's cool. Well, and I got to get you on my show, so I'll I'll give oh, you an email God. over there, and we'll uh, we'll we'll figure out a time to get you on my show where you can tell my audience all the cool things that you do on this show because I know be they awesome. love it. So uh, awesome, yeah. Awesome. And I'll keep it clean. I'll keep it clean. I'll keep it clean. 
Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah you're on my producer over there, yeah, hitting the button, going, wait, oh my, I broke my finger. Stop that. That was pretty good, but I'll, I'll watch my P's and Q's. When I go on the other shows, I, I watch my P's and Q's. And, uh, so it's all good. It's all good. We just, we just got to, you know, we gear it towards the audience, gear it to the audience. But on mine, I just let, I let there loose a little bit more because, uh, because uh, I can. Because I can't. Because the people here want go. the truth. They want the truth. They don't Cause mind you can, when. Because you can do I, it. Yeah. So I can. I can say yeah. Mayor Corruption County. Because I can. Hey, did you hear that in the beginning of the show? <laughs> we got no. No more masks in Arizona. No more masks in Arizona. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. They. They. Uh, Doug Dushi, our governor Doug Dushi, came out yesterday on a surprise visit. Passed an executive order. You know how we feel about executive orders. It said everybody that, yeah. ha- that uh, created a mask mandate in, in the cities and towns and counties, they're gone. So now you can uh, wow. uh, go back to normal. I mean, uh, you know, f- federal stuff is still the stupid restrictions, but businesses don't mm-hmm. have to do it. People don't have to do it. So if anyone's crazy enough to do it, they can. Uh, not, not recommending that for business owners. Uh, you won't get no business. I can tell you that right now. Right. Um, but yeah, right. all of a sudden it was like, oh, gyms are back open because people weren't going in because they were making you wear a mask. How are you supposed to exercise with a mask on? That's the craziest thing. <laughs> you could keel over and die. <laughs> you're, you're on the treadmill no with a mask. No are doubt. You nuts? So yes, yeah, so my, my roommate yeah. called as soon as he saw that and they said, uh, well, he goes, well, we're having a meeting at three, so I'm not sure yet. And he's like, all right, call me as soon as the meeting's over. The guy from the gym calls and he goes, we're free. He goes, awesome, sign me back up. So then he went to the gym this morning. So, yeah. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah, we were waiting, Very we were waiting nice. for that. So we, uh, so in case, yeah, you missed it. So this is what I played when I found out. I was like, free at last, free at last. Thanks, God Almighty. We are free at last. Gotta love Arizona. Gotta love Arizona. <laughs> No doubt. Now, no doubt. Now, now yeah. we just need to get that audit all nice and opened up, and uh, we'll get the ball rocking and rolling and we'll get rid of some of these politicians here in our state with our recalls. And, uh, yeah. you know, we got to clean it up. But there's a lot more corruption here. We're really bad. I mean, you're, you're – uh, I had no idea. I mean, this is, this is a real old boys network, but we won't, we won't focus on that. We'll leave it on a good note for our peeps. All right, so Monday, <laughs> uh, noon to oh, ten to noon Eastern time, and uh, yep. Monday through Friday. And I'm going to uh, once I fix the website because the te- big tech is coming after me. They've corrupted my website, knowing that I'd be on the air today. Uh-huh. So I got to go call No Daddy, which means they provide no help. They never fix the problem. Uh-huh. So I'm going to call uh, them today, get that all resolved. Oh, God, you should see it. It's unbelievable. Uh, they did a doozy on me. And it's because it, – it, and it's, this is not – it didn't happen – it didn't get corrupted by mistake. I mean, you know, either the devil right. and the evil lord right. and, and, and the whatever that lurks underneath the ground it did it or whatever, the tech people, because this is not – this doesn't happen. You just don't do what it did. So it's okay. We'll restore it. We'll get back to normal. But I'm going to make sure that, that, that your show is up on our – must listen to page, but I'm going to put it up at the uh, towards the top because you're you're officially considered a famous person, so you could be in the famous person category. Is your famous person? Wow, oh, big deal! Wow, you're a big deal! You're a big deal! You're a big deal! <laughs> All right, I'll let you go. It's t- it's almost two. Oh my Thank goodness. you, dear. Goodness. Such a pleasure. I I love you so much, PG. Um, have a great weekend. Thank you. 
Palm you Sunday. Too. I probably won't talk to you before Easter, which I think is the following. Oh my! So it's early this year. Next week. Wow. Yeah. All right. I know. No meat. No, I know. Oh, it's coming I blew it. I'm supposed, to have, so, I'm supposed to have no meat on Fridays. I blew it this morning. I already. Let's see. Already. Oh. Yeah, did, yeah. You have, did you eat some bacon? Yeah, three strips. Did you have? Did you have, you have bacon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> scrambled eggs with a little bit of cheese and then I was like, ah, yeah, bacon. Totally forgot. Oh, <laughs> my mom's Michelle, the least you could do, the least you could do is not have meat on Fridays. That's what she, and I was like, all right, I, all right, all right. I had, and I, I, had, that up. I had kosher hot dogs. I think that's okay. Oh, yeah, and I think kosher is fine. Right? Kosher, kosher, yeah. kosher hot kosher, dogs. Ko- yeah. Kosher, I think, trumps. I don't actually, yeah. Kosher trumps, um, uh, uh, meat, meat, no meat things, right? Because it's kosher. It's a whole different world. It's whatever. Right. I think it's, I think right. kosher yeah, is better than organic. Yeah. It's like you know the pecking order from Jesus. I, I don't know. I don't know. All right. <laughs> there you go. I gotta, I gotta wrap it up. There I got three go. minutes. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, you, sir. And uh, you we, bet. God bless. we All have, right. we got a lot of homework to do together. Alrighty. Talk to you later. Yes, ma'am. All right. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye. Oh, what a pleasure. What a pleasure. And he's so patient, me knowing nothing and asking all my kindergarten questions so that we all can learn. We can all kind of figure this out together. We all have the information. All right, real quick, real quick. I got three minutes before the show actually finishes. Um, No, I got less than that. No, I don't know. All right. Here's your daily reminder. The regressive social steaming rats, the Republicans, the elected elites, and the permanent, the permanent political pundits and all the false authorities have been lying to us for decades and colluding with one another. The 11 bigs, a.k.a. big media, mainstream media, big tech, they're after me today, but I'm going to clean it up today. I'm going to get them. Big government, big business, big labor, big money, big entertainment, big lobby, big pharma, big box, big religion. Have no use for you, the American people. We the people. Except to take your money and freedom. They only want control. We need to rely on each other. Since we're all in this together, I'm going to play the song. Remember, there's at least 100 million patriots, and we vote every day with our time, our efforts, our actions, our choices, and buying decisions, our wallets, and where you keep your money. Where is your money? I hope it's not in Bank of America. Stop supporting the people and the companies who hate you, who censor, who cancel. We, the people in our local communities, need to be the ones to make the change, and we, the people, have the power. Turn off the TV. Don't get your news from social media. Go to our Take Action tab at everythinghomeresourceplatform.com and click the patriotic media tab for the sources who are delivering the truth. You can get through the headlines in literally 15 minutes a day. Go to our must watch or must listen to page rather and see all the shows that you should be paying attention to. Those are what I'm going to try. I try to get through most of those during the day while they're playing in the background and um, go to the take action tab. Everything is on the take action tab, the reopen America resource center, check out the marketplace tab. So that way any purchases you're making online from well-known websites and brands, two to 20% of your total purchase price will be donated to our nonprofit partners supporting best pets and kids. So take action tab, reopen America resource center, uh, partners and Patriots tab, all the live shows. Now real quick before we get kicked off, which it's happening here soon. Um, we got to start your great awakening journey, guys. This is March Madness, maskless month. That's 31 days because it takes 21 days to form a habit. And we're flying off the wagon. I'm back on the wagon today to get started in your great awakening journey. Listen to episode 171 at the top of the tape action, take action TM gives you the instructions. You've got 124 partners 
247 segments of this live show, 130 one-on-one podcast episodes to guide you on the journey. And you'll have all the information you need to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference. And each week of March, we've had the all-star episodes. Just go to the homepage, go to the Partners and Patriots tab on the Purpose Driven Live page, and you will see all the episodes. Uh, The all-star partners on Tuesdays and Thursdays, their shows have been out of control. I go the list. I gave the list in the beginning of this show, the episodes. Um, It's easy. The website, once you see it back to where it needs to be today, it's very user-friendly. I made it very Fisher-pricey so you can find stuff before we turn it over to somebody who's going to make it a pretty big deal and make it a little bit more difficult to you know, professional. All right, everybody, let's do this. It's uh, time to renew our faith, restore our republic, rebuild our economy, reopen America 100%. Remember, once you commit, everything changes. Keep those common sense caps on all, as long as possible. Don't be a mask hole. Arizona is a mask-free zone. Courage, conviction, and common sense are contagious. Censorship, cancel culture is just stupid. Here's something funny on the way out. Um, this is a... Uh... Um, but I, I'm ready to work with any Republican who wants to help solve the problem or make, make the situation better. But folks, I'm going. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. Thank you to all of the partners of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network. Their info and episodes are listed on our website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, Partners and Patriots tab, Purpose Driven Partners, drop down from there, Take Action tab, Reopen America Resource Center. You'll all get connected. You'll get connected to the, the episodes and the live shows. Remember to make some time to listen to episode, oh, 171. Let's start that great awakening journey together. Jump on our train. Join us for the No Masses March Madness Maskless. 31 days of makeovers, motivation, and marketing. Let's do this. You can grow your business, dance quality, I'll make a difference. You got a weekend. You got a lot of time this weekend to do this. Write it down, pen and paper, common sense cap on. Uh, back on Monday, five guests, seven minute segments. Join us, Nooner, for this live show, Purpose Driven Partners. Tons of tips and takeaways. It's going to be personal and business coaching week, the final week of March Maskless Madness. You're awake now, everybody. Go take action on what we shared today, what we shared this week. What an incredible, incredible month. Make it a great day. Make it a great weekend because you deserve it. Going to have some really great stuff to share with you starting next week. Everything changes on Monday here. Everything changes. We're taking it to the next level. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Everything Home with Michelle Swinnick. Life. Laughter and the pursuit of happiness. To meet, learn from, and hire the experts and the guests, professionals, and members of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace, visit everythinghometalkshow.com slash episodes. And to listen, subscribe, rate, review, like, follow, comment, and share, go to www.everythinghometalkshow.com and find us on all the major listening platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you were entertained, and we hope that you picked up some real-life, tangible takeaways from some good people doing good business and good things. Till next time, this is Everything Home, signing off.